Welcome to another episode of the Self-Doubt Solution, the show that helps entrepreneurs overcome the self-doubt that holds them back from achieving the next level of success, income, and personal freedom. The Self-Doubt Solution is hosted by the freedom architect, Mario Lanzarotti. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share practical insights and tools that help you find the shortcuts for exponential growth and success in all areas of your life. Learn how to build the mindset you need to create a life of true abundance, freedom, and fulfillment. And now, here is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everyone, to the Self-Doubt Solution. This is your host, the Freedom Architect, Mario Lanzarotti. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of welcoming my friend, Matt Russell. He is an entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience. He's a leader, a humanitarian, a philanthropist, an implementer, a consultant, a coach. He's a man of many titles, and mostly he's someone who really cares about adding value to people. He cares about helping people save time because time is one of the most precious resources that we have in this life. And he's worked with the juggernauts, you name it, the Disney, BMW, the Ritz-Carlton, Porsche, and many, many more. And most of all, he's a really genuine, good, good-hearted human being and a powerful leader who really embraces this kind of uncertain time that we have with his heart wide open. Matt, I'm excited to have you on the show. Well, man, Mario, I appreciate this. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And I love what you say that you're the freedom architect. And I like what watching what you're building. And hopefully I can join along in the process. Well, I think you're a very humble person. And, and I want to give you a moment to shine more parts on what it is that you actually do and, 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 <clears throat> and how you might potentially help some of our listeners today. Yeah, so for me, um, being the CEO and the chairman of ProSense, I like to bet out people. So it oh. helps people save time. Because as you said, time is a limited source. So what I do is I create an environment or a community for people to come together and know that everyone in that environment has been vetted to provide the ultimate in service and create true partnerships where people get to choose their own path but they get to choose it on their terms. And when doing that, it really helps cut down the sales cycle. And it also allows them to find a place to trust where they can start doing business at a higher rate of speed. Um, and they're exchanging time tokens as opposed to going through the, hey, I need to, well, let me think. And no, it's, I'm so glad I met you. How can we do business? And that's a great place to be. And the more people that work within this community together really, really start to resonate with that. And then they start recommending people to come into the community, which has allowed me a great place to be at this position, because now I've become that trusted advisor to bring in people that have a high moral fiber and a high character standard to really focus on partnerships mm -hmm. and inherently pull it all down to doing what you say you're going to do and doing it in a timely manner. I love that. That's really exciting. And, and, and it sounds like it's a very valuable approach. And I'm curious, as you were speaking, I was asking myself, you know, usually people that have 
have have such a refined way of looking at the precious resources in life. They've had an experience before in their life where they were actually wasting a lot of these resources, whatever the experiences where they were felt overwhelmed, where time was not valued and honored in the way that you're doing it right now. So I'm curious, where did this all kick off for you? Well, it really came. It was a, it's been a 40 year journey, but it started with me watching my dad, which was the first entrepreneur I saw. And he was always others focused, the type of guy that would take his shirt off his back and give to someone else. And that allowed him to build his business and still work to this day, even though he's retired, he's still being of value to others. And even though there's some things he can't do, he recommends people. And when he recommends people, they're making that phone call. So for me, working in industry for as long as I have, I saw the same things happen. And the trade industries, you know, when you're looking at energy conservation across a global scale, people still have that handshake mentality. So they're like, hey, if you say you're going to do it, I believe you're going to do it. And most people are doing that at the very first meeting. But a lot of times they've gotten burnt because people are in it to only elevate themselves and not elevate those that they're partnering with. So ProSense helps bring those partnerships together where people are being elevated together to provide a solution, provide a service or a product, and work together for the ultimate goal and getting the job done on time, on budget, while making it a seamless approach because communication is done at a very high level. And within the environment, people communicate more bad news at a hot, at a faster rate than they do good news because they know it's not personal. It's a business decision. And when people have bad news first, they can make a business decision. People are used to adapting and overcoming. And that's what entrepreneurs do. We adapt, we overcome. But even those executives and managers within the environment, they want the same opportunities. They want to be able to adapt and overcome, but they can't do it if you hold back news because you're afraid of what they're going to say. But when you know it's a partnership, they're going to be like, man, I appreciate you telling me that. Now I can move forward on this and we'll come back to the next one. Mm. And that's a great place to be. Mm. So what I'm hearing is <clears throat> the value of having a trusted environment in which you are working with people that don't think, don't take things personally, where you can have the space and time to speak, speak your mind, speak your heart mm -hmm. so that you can make decisions quickly, which then, as you say, leads to you saving time, which then again, leads to you saving a lot of money, saving a lot of stress and so I'm curious, what would you say was like a pivotal moment in your life where you recognized for yourself that it is so important to have people in your life that you can trust and you can rely on? And the reason I ask is because what I often see in the entrepreneurial community, especially among men, and I personally have experienced this, is there's this lone wolf mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to... I got to be the self-made man or woman. I got to make it happen. I got to do it myself. Don't ask for help. Don't rely on others too much. And I'm wondering, have you ever had that kind of experience in your life? Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons the environment is built because that's a daily struggle for me. You know, mm. um, even at this very moment in life, as we're recording this, I actually have a coach that helps me build my team up because I am such a get it done type person. And I often forget that I have people that can support me 
And as the CEO, I have to be the architect. Or if I'm a project leader, you can say that you're the CEO of that project, but you have to be able to put people around you to get it done and trust that they can get it done. And when trust is truly there, things can get done at a very high rate of speed. And you know that you have an expert that's going to come to you because they're not only an expert, but they're also professional in the way they, they go about business and things just move. But once you start doubting, when the doubt comes into yourself about the team around you, that doubt is relevant for everyone. And then they start doubting themselves. And doubt's a hard place to be when you're trying to build anything, whether it's a business, whether it's a project. But if you can sit there and say, all right, every day, wake up. And uh, there's a friend of mine that says, every day I wake up and find out where I'm not free and say, bring it on. I may not be there yet, but I'm, I'm looking at that more and more. And I go, I love what I do. I love interacting with people. But who's going to take the mantle up after me? So I've really got to start building that team around me. And there's a, a great team behind me that helps make this happen. And I empower them to take my vision and go forward with it. But all in that meantime, I'm leading the way and trying to set the example mm. by doing what I say I'm going to do. Just mm. like what we want the environment to do is do what you say you're going to do and do it in a timely manner. Yeah. You've said something very important. You know, you said that you, you yourself still sometimes find yourself struggling with, you know, the way that I see that is capitalizing on the opportunities and resources that are right in front of you. And, mm -hmm. You know, as an entrepreneur, you tend to get very narrow focused once you're on something. Okay, I have my goal. I have my target. Let's go. And then yep. you forget, well, actually, I have all these resources around me that could make it so much easier for me. And you are working with a coach. So I'm, I'm wondering, why would you say is having a coach such an important investment for you? Well, for me, it allows me to get out of the me, me mentality and the working from the inside out, not working from the outside in, because there's so much that goes on in life that is pressing down on us as individuals that it's hard to look at how we can grow from the inside out, but because you have all these external forces coming on top of you, but with working with a coach and you can honestly humble yourself to remove yourself from the present moment of what you're current going currently going through and looking at how you can better yourself for tomorrow because i love that hindsight's 2020 because What's i that? look back you know when you have you look at what happened yesterday and you go man i wish i would have done that differently mm -hmm. um so when you have that 2020 vision of what you wish you could have done better the day before a coach may have that hindsight today and if you can truly listen to them they may have never gone through the experiences that you've gone through but they can help give you the perspective and the clarity to look at the current moment and say i need to just look take a moment look at it differently and find the best way forward and that's a, an awesome place to be when you can meet yourself there when the present you meets the future you it, it creates a lot of opportunities. And you were also talking about doubt. Now, this show is called The Self-Doubt Solution. So I'm wondering, what's your experience been with self-doubt? Like, what have you, as an entrepreneur, right? Because 
I have my personal view on how doubt affects you as an entrepreneur. I'm curious, what has your experience been with self-doubt? Oh, well, me. Oh, my God. So one of the biggest, <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. So one of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome with self-doubt is I launched this business back in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, actually, if, if we pull it back even further, it's 2018. I actually launched it and built a, a board of directors and kind of laying the groundwork because I knew what I knew, but I also knew why I didn't know and what I don't know. I don't know, which is even right. more powerful. So I brought five people around me that had industry expert or industry experts to help me formulate a vision and a goal and a roadmap or a foundation of the business. You know, fast forward to 2019, when I actually incorporate the business, get everything moving, getting the accounts open, I'm doing everything by myself. I've got the board. But I'm trying to be the marketing guy, I'm trying to be the finance guy, I'm trying to be the, hey, connect this guy to this guy or this gal to this gal. And there, there was, oh, there's a lot. And I'm, I'm feeling the pressure of time. I'm like, and my board's like, well, we love you, man, but we don't know if you're going to be able to move forward with it because you're not implementing. And even though I thought I was doing a lot, I was not implementing. So what I have to do, I have to, I went out and hired a president to take my vision and run with it. Mm. Phenomenal guy. I absolutely love this guy because he challenges me on a daily basis, which is a great place to be. And he's not challenged me to be the alpha male. He's challenged me to make sure that we're building the business right. And then the next challenge was because I'm, I've been successful. I was like, oh, I've got the money. I can do this. But when I had people saying, I want to invest in it, you know, when you think you can do it by yourself, and your others focused, you don't want to take people's money because if you fail, it's only on you. Right. But if you fail with someone else's money, then you feel even more burden. But removing that self-doubt, I was like, these people are adults. These people are entrepreneurs. These people are highly successful in their own right. They know the risk. As long as you're forward with your communication about what's going on, again, what the environment says, do what you say you're going to do and always communicate, <laughs> um, things are going to happen. And that's been great because now my, my investor, as well as the president, myself, we make up the leadership team. And then we work with the board of advisors to make sure that no matter what plan we come up with, we look at it, it may fall on the ground, we may pick it up and go, yeah, it needs to stay on the ground. Or we may pick it up and say, oh, we just need to knock off these rough edges and implement it into the plan. But that's a good place to be because I had to realize that even though my ideas are good, when you can see it from another person's perspective, and it's not me or the leadership team or the board, it's the customer. It's the people that we're serving within the process environment is the most important people. Oh. And if we cannot allow ourselves to meet them where they're at, then you're not being humble and you're not being others focused and you're not creating a community that can thrive because it's it creates a selfish environment and it, and it starts at the top and, and i don't want to do that to my community or the people are inside this community that are making it grow mm. i love what you said about being others focused and you know you earlier you were saying this me 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 mentality and it's quite true I've experienced the same thing that usually when we get into a suffering state, 
which is stress, overwhelm, anxiety, self-doubt, all of that part of it, is that we're obsessing about ourselves, me and my little problems and me and my world. And what you're doing is very, very beautiful here is you're moving from that me perspective to the, the client perspective, to the partner perspective. And you're like, well, how can I look at it from their perspective? How can I actually add value to them? How can I be of service to them? And interestingly enough, when you do that, it changes the game. You start to feel differently. You start to become much more clear. And I find that's a very important principle. And I've seen that also, you know, this is something that I teach when, with, my, with my clients when they are afraid of rejection. And something that has helped me a lot and my clients is, the, is this to check in with yourself is like when you're going into a meeting or you, you want to sell something, what is your intention? If your intention is, I want to sell something, then you are automatically setting yourself up for rejection, mm -hmm. which ironically, if you think about it, you cannot even control whether you're going to make a sale or not. You have no say in that. The other person is going to say, yes, I will pay you or no, I won't pay you. Yeah. But you, don't, you can't control that. You can influence it. And so when I've, what I've done is I've sh shifted from my intention away from let me sell you something to let me serve you. And if I focus on let me serve you, that intention is always ticked off. I'm always mm -hmm. fulfilling that intention because service comes from me. And, I've, and the, the, the beautiful thing is the outcome is usually my sales grow when i detach from that have you have you had any experiences like that yeah um one of the things i love saying and i started doing this i don't know six seven years ago is i don't think there's a unique idea out there in the world mm. someone else in the world has that same idea it's just whether they have the leverage position to get it known <clears throat> but in an industry that I'm in, it's, it's small. I mean, it might look big to others, but when you get in the trenches, you realize how small this community really is between the buyers and sellers. And I've always said, or at least over the last seven plus years that I want to provide you an explanation of what I can do for you. And you never need me then need me and not know who I am and what I can do for you. That right there is removing the pressure. I think for me and the person sitting across from me is because again, I'm saying I value your time. I just want you to know what I can do to help you and whatever solutions or problems that you may have. And if I can take my, my skills, my talent or my network to bring to the table to benefit you, I'm going to do it. But here's the things that I'm good at. And I learned here recently that a lot of people go through life going, I'm not great. And I think that too. But, and then if I go back to that statement of my talents, my skills, and my network, I'm great at everything. There's not one thing in this world I'm not great at because I can look to the right of me or to the left of me and go, I've got the person that's great in that area that's partnered with me. And now I can be great for you. Mm. Um, so I've just, you know, that's a fundamental shift for me is I, I went from, I'm good, but nah, now I'm great. 
Mm. And that's that, that's that community that's being built, um, which is absolutely awesome because I like telling people I'm really good at flying 30,000 feet, looking at the, the landscape. But when people start talking about their problems, I can dive down, find out where those problems lie, and then bridge the gap between that 5,000 foot view and that 30,000 foot view and help build the foundation of a solution with the right team, the right products, the right services to make it get done. And which is, that's a great place. And even now having that, knowing that I'm great because of the people around me, it, it's going to, I think it's going to change the game. Mm. That's a very interesting mindset. And so if I, if I understand you correctly, are you saying that your, your sense of greatness is not defined through your sense of who you are as an individual, but through the people that you have in your life, through the greatness that they cultivate individually? Absolutely. Um, mm. And I could take that, you know, as I alluded to earlier, my father, and then, you know, also being a husband and a a father myself, you know, I have to be great, but you know, my kids allow me to see things in a, they're like, well, why do you do it this way? And it's not that they're asking to be rude. They're I'm like, they don't know. And there are a lot of people that come into an environment or a community and go, well, how can you service me? And they don't know how you can do it. So you've just got to explain it at a, a first grade level or a kindergarten level or a fifth grade level. Mm -hmm. So they can go, I see it. Let me get involved. And, and then once they get involved and, you know, let down their guard and they can see the community around them, they actually will hopefully start seeing that how great that their organization can be or how great their projects can be because of the people that they're partnering with. Yeah. I love that. I love that mindset. That's something that I'm going to take on. So thank you for that. Yeah, man. And you said something earlier that I also want to want to narrow in on because I found it really interesting. Is you said that you don't believe ideas are unique. And say, for instance, because I've heard something very similar, and I've actually watched a documentary on this. Before I elaborate, I want to ask you why? Why do you say that? Why are ideas not unique? Well, I think the reason that ideas are not unique is many people have thought it, mm -hmm. but there are many people that have lacked the, the perseverance to implement it. Um, like recently on social media, I saw a car that runs off water. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And it's on social media. You know, we now have social media, so there's all this content we can consume. But then I went back, I was like, Google, I did a search and there was a, they were finding cars that ran on water 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. Even a lot, a lot before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, the idea is not unique, but you don't know about those because it, the person didn't have the team or what I like to say, a leverage position to get that to those that it can really be beneficial to, or those that can take it and run with it. Because for me, I've got a community, but also go, how do I build the community? Where does community process come to mind? And then I look and I go, oh, I, I, I grabbed a little bit of this idea and a little bit of this idea. And I just reworked the ingredients to make my pie. 
Mm. You know, because a lot of people make apple pie and a lot of people love apple pie, but some people put their own twist on it. So it's not a unique idea, but it's how we position it and the team and finding that position to elevate the vision for the masses. So I like this idea that you just presented. And, and it, the reason I asked is because I actually watched a documentary the other day. I can't give you the exact details. I'm paraphrasing. And it was talking about how, exactly what you said, that ideas are not unique. And it was showing proof of many of the greatest inventions that humanity came up with. For instance, Einstein's theory of relativity. At the same time, the same theory was brought up in other countries that with people that had no contact with one another and back mm -hmm. then it wasn't like oh instagram twitter whoop, all of a sudden the idea is out there and the what they concluded was that because everything is consciousness because there's a quantum field of information that essentially our brains are just receptors for that that the ideas we're just tuning into and they come and then it's it comes down to what you were saying is the implementation of it. And it's like, who has the courage to go for that? Who has the, the willingness to withstand all of the adversity that comes your way? Once you make that decision, say, yep, I'm going to take it out of my head and I'm going to turn it into a material physical reality. And then mm -hmm. you're going to deal with all of the inner challenges and the outer challenges of finding the right people, the resources, you know, on whatnot. And I'm wondering on a mindset perspective, what would you say were some of the leading principles for you personally that have helped you find it within yourself to persevere, even when your mindset, ah, oh, come on, Matt, who are you to do this? You know, don't be silly. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about this last night um, on my way out to a ball game here in Atlanta. And I, I got an, I, on the drive out there, I find out I have an extra ticket. Oh. <laughs> so now, now I have, I'm already in a, an abundant mindset because I'm going to a ball game with someone and now they're not able to make it. So yeah, that's sad, but now I have an extra ticket. So I'm in, I have a, the opportunity to, bless someone mm. and i made three phone calls <laughs> and for those that are going to hear this later if i'm hoping they're going to see this and the three phone calls you know who you're going to be <laughs> but i made three phone calls and they're like well i just started this new thing and i don't have time and or i'm so bogged down i had a, a stressful day at work and i don't have time and i and they all said i don't have time mm where some people love it about me. Some people don't like it about me, but when I'm given an opportunity, opportunity, opportunities come every single day. Being present for that opportunity is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm. But for me, I'm offering up and I'm going, well, you're missing out because you get to hang out with me or I get to hang out with you. Um, but finally I made a phone call and they're like yeah absolutely we'll be there um like do we need to be there now or you know the game's in a couple hours like no just just get there and they're like and you could feel it and because of their excitement because they took themselves and they're like yeah you know i was doing this but i'm gonna step away to 
put joy in my life, that's the mindset. Because if you cannot find ways to put joy into your life, it makes it next to impossible to persevere. So I take my life and and I try to put as much joy in my life by being with other people because I am others focused, whether it be my kids, my wife, my friends, my family, my colleagues, when I can be there like this weekend, you know, I'm going to be spending time with my dad and my brother for the birthday. And it's going to be a kayaking trip. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite thing to do anymore. I, yes. I still have kayaks, but it's not my favorite thing, but I've never gotten off the river and going, man, that sucked. <laughs> I've gotten off the river and go, and on the way back, the, you know, the commute back to the house, I'm like, we're talking, we're like, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? And it, it's that joy It's because we're there. We got to share something together. And when you can share a moment together or just share something, whether it's in isolation, you know, there's wonders all about, about us, you know, even walking, um, out today, um, just to get my mind right. I saw three deer. But if I wouldn't have gotten up and taken my walk, I wouldn't have seen those deer and they didn't run off, but you have to be present for the blessings that are there. And now, even if something comes up, if something comes about, I'm going to, that I'm not a big fan of, or that stresses me, I can go, it's only right now. Why am I going to be so focused on the bad in this moment when there's so much more good around me? You got to be present for the, for, for, how did you phrase it? It was so beautiful. The blessings. You got to be present for the blessings to, to, to appear to you. Cause they're there. They're mm. right there. You know, the three deer, some people might be, oh yeah, there's just the three deer, but then, you know, you're there in that moment and you're appreciating and they're not running away and you can just enjoy that moment. And, you know, I love this because now we're tying together the pieces. Now we're tying together the pieces of time of being an architect and joy. And you said something that I realized the hard way. For me, when I became an entrepreneur, and maybe you can relate to this, is I became an entrepreneur because I wanted to have freedom. I wanted to be free. My idea of being free was be my own boss, decide where I live, what I do with whom I work. And then Five years later, I found myself working 24-7, seven days a week, constantly going at it. And then, and then when I was taking a little time off, I was thinking about how I can I improve the business. So I was never really off. I was constantly on. I was, and I asked myself, I was like, is this what you signed up for, Mario? And it's like, no, you didn't. This is not freedom. And then later on, I started to realize, wait a minute, as an entrepreneur, you got to be the architect which is also why I, my, where my title comes from, the freedom architect, because to me, that architecture starts in your mind. If, mm-hmm. you, if you can't architect, if you don't have the architecture of freedom within yourself, forget about even designing it outside of yourself. And you said something so important. You said you were talking about joy. And I wish so many more entrepreneurs would take this on to design their life around what brings them joy. Like that's, that's such a superpower. Like, why do you think entrepreneurs don't do that? Why do they delay joy? I believe entrepreneurs delay joy because it's a scarcity mindset. Mm. It's, it's, it's because of things that have occurred in their past that's affecting their decisions today. And like, I didn't, 
want to become an entrepreneur for those things that you mentioned. Obviously, those are things I want now, mm-hmm. but I've I've said in private conversations, and this is probably be the first time I say it publicly so the world can hear it, <clears throat> but I became an entrepreneur because I got tired of working for people that were amazing people. I will not discount the people I've had the privilege to work for and with, but my vision for their goals superseded their own vision. And when you're in that, it, it creates conflict um, because some people, they feel you're, you're challenging their, the, the alpha in yeah. them. So for me, if my vision supersedes their own, that's not a good place to be because I value the relationships that I have. I value the network I have. But by creating a community that can lay forth the groundwork for partnerships with these organizations, and then they have the ability to join and dive in as much as they want to. And the more they dive in, the more they see it's not scarcity. It's just leveraging the right tools, pulling the levers at the right time, putting or having the right team around you. So for me, I'm creating something that created conflict when I worked with people. Um, Because I've hated to, you know, work with people or hear stories like, hey, we're having to, you know, change our commission structure. But and now you're hurting your top earners or we're going to have to change this because, you know, we're not making it. Mm. You're, you're always affecting those that are building you, but as opposed to affecting those that are building you, changing the dynamics of how you reach and how you bring value can allow you to stay, you know, equal or fine, you know, maybe a step back, but then you're taking that one step back going, okay, that's what's wrong. And then you can really move forward Mm. and you cannot do that. Um, And now in the community of ProSense, you know, I I said the other night to my board, I said, there are ideas that I've got going for 2023 that have made me nauseous at my stomach, Mm. how big and audacious they are. And I'm probably not going to hit all of them. Actually, I guarantee I'm not going to hit all of them. And that's not me saying putting self-doubt in there but it's because they're so big. But if one of these or two of these come about, it is a game changer, not only for me, but also the people that I'm, I'm helping to try and serve. And that's a good place to be because my vision continues to get bigger and bigger. And these guys are going to see that there is a better path forward and I'm just laying it. What's a good practice for someone who wants to build a powerful vision, but they don't really know how to? Well, for me, (laughs) I will tell you, me building a powerful vision is getting with my friends that know nothing about what I do. And I just start talking about it. And I'm like, hey, what would you do? And I need you to be just crazy. And they might throw an an idea out there because they don't know the the constructs and the confines, the foundations underneath it. They just say, Hey, have you thought of this? I'm like, all right. Cause you never know where your ideas are going to come from. And, you know, one of my ideas for 2023 is my kids and I were watching television or, <clears throat> and there was a, 
a news broadcast that came about and I won't say the name because it will <laughs> say what I'm looking at doing in 2023, but my kids go, you should work with him, daddy. <laughs> um, because he had this big grin on his face and it, he's a charismatic character and he's, you know, changing the game when you think about energy. So, so I might've given away for those that, you know, put two and two together, but they're like, you should work with him. So what am I doing now? I'm trying to figure out how do I get in touch with him? Hmm. What, what's the thing that's going to get him to say, I'm going to give him 10 minutes of this, my time. Because again, I have to exchange my time tokens for his time tokens. Um, and I've got to, I got to come with it. So. I like that. So basically you're saying, grab a bunch of your friends, tell them ideally not the ones that are in the same kind of industry that you're in and ask them to just come up with ideas that are audacious that are out there yeah yeah can, can you share can you share maybe one of those ideas that were that, were, that made you laugh yeah so one of them um the announcement will be made later um or in the next couple of weeks but they said you should create a joint venture with this company because they're a software company and you don't have any software and they have this big book of business, but they don't know how to monetize or they do, but they just haven't put the pieces together. They said, you should create a joint venture. I was like, nah, they're too big for me. He's been doing it for longer than me. They're like, but you know him. I was like, all right. So uh, back at a recent event, I, I just grabbed him. I said, hey, let's sit down. Or we, we didn't actually sit down. I was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And you could see the light, you could see the light bulb get brighter and brighter as he was thinking about it, as we were talking. And, you know, over a period of time, we were able to get the deal done. So even this past Friday, you know, I had the contract in my email that the president put together and here I am signing it and I, there's his signature. And I think this guy's an amazing entrepreneur. He's got four different businesses and he's absolutely crushing in every single one of them. So with me having my business, I go, how do I connect with someone that's got four businesses? Mm. And I was like, well, I've done that. Now, how do I find someone with 10 businesses? But now I'm also looking at partnering with trade organizations that are really good at creating an environment or community once a year or twice a year. But, you know, ProSense, we create a community every single day. We create an opportunity for people to connect every single day. So I'm looking at what they're doing and what I'm doing. And these companies have been around, our organizations have been around 50 plus years. And guess what? When that idea was brought to me, I was like, nah, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But now we're having those conversations and it's, it's coming. It, it, you know, I, I can feel the, the winds of change. The tides are turning in my favor and it's, and it's a really good place to be. Because again, you, you may not get them all, but when those things happen, it's like, holy crap, it's, it's so freeing to know that because you took one action or, or had one thing that was a stretch goal. But if you're not stretching yourself as an entrepreneur or as a person, you're never going to grow. Yeah. And, and your story reminds me of, of something that I have experienced that with my friends. I remember back when I was in New York uh, a couple of years ago and I wasn't, I wasn't coaching yet officially. 
I had just been talking about it the whole time with my friends. You know, one day I'm going to be, you know, a speaker and I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to show people how to free their minds from the thoughts that are holding them back. And, and then my friend's like, dude, you talk about this a lot. When are you actually going to get started? And I'm like, shut up, man. And he's like, well, you know, I got a friend who's really desperate. He's gone to therapy. He's, you know, he's tried a bunch of things and he's like severely overweight. He's totally depressed. He doesn't leave the house. He's like in a really bad state. And I'm like thinking, great. And he's like, well, I told him about you and about your story. And would you be open to talking with him? Maybe you can coach him. Maybe this could be your first client. And I'm like, oh, shit. And my stomach went, oh, my God, I'm not certified in this. You know, I've never worked with people like that. The whole the whole doubt thing coming up. And I said to him, "Okay, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to take this as a leap of faith. And I decided to coach him. And, you know, we came up with an agreement and I coached him for a year. And he's now gone from over 200 pounds to now he's weighing, I think he lost 60 or 70 pounds. Awesome. Even more than that, 80 pounds, I think. Like, it's just crazy story. You look at him and his whole life transformed. And if I hadn't taken that on, that suggestion from my friend, I don't know, you know, where I would be. And so- I love this mindset that you're bringing forward to like talk to your friends and have them challenge you, have them throw out ideas to, to get you to that place where your stomach goes. That's when, you know, you're about to enter the growth zone. Yeah. And the thing about that is, you know, I still live in the same community I went to high school in and went to elementary school. And so there are a lot of people that still know me from when I was eating dirt. <laughs> making mud pies. Um, but with that, this is a leverage position. There are so many people that go through life and they don't want to see you succeed because they came from the same background. They came from the same environment. So they're going to be your naysayers. But those are your haters. But for me, my friends, they want to see me succeed, but they want to see they want to be a part of it or they want to have their own success. So by engaging with that because they may be throwing ideas out there. It's like, Oh, it's going to be funny to watch him fall and we can laugh at him. And then we can, you know, help pick him up and then we'll laugh about it later. But when you're able to hit those things, because it was something, an idea that was thrown out as maybe as a stumbling block. But the, the thing about that is that stumbling block is when you fall, you can learn because I've learned more from my failures than I have my successes. So even though I'm going to make these big audacious plans, I may not get them all, but I'm going to learn something from them all. And that right there, that's a good place to be. And so that's what I'm taking away from it. I'm like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to fail and I'm going to fail miserably. But, you know, I tried and I'd rather say I tried and didn't achieve it. Like I remember being single. I was asking out people way out of my league and I'd get a lot of yeses. (laughs) (laughs) And for those that are watching, you can understand, you know, there's a lot of people out of my league. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) But, but you know, if you don't, if you're not willing to take those bold actions um, because you're not trying to do it from a selfish place, you're like, Hey, what can I do to try to, grow what can i do to try to learn 
and what can I do? And if the answer is no, it's not personal. It's just, it doesn't fit in their chapter of life. But if you do it in the right way, that door will always be open when you come back and knock again. And that's a good place to be um, is because you're like, all right, I'm good. My chapter and your chapter don't meet together. Well, at least I was a, a sentence within that chapter. Yeah. And now, now we've, we've created this interlock where I can come back to you at a later point in time. So, you know, as you were speaking, what came to mind for me was this principle that I, I believe it's in the Bible that says, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. And knock and it shall be open. How many people, isn't it fascinating, Matt, how many people miss out on the juice in life simply because they do not ask? Mm-hmm. Like, as you were speaking, I was remembering when I came to New York for the first time as a student, I was looking for an intern internship deal. And I found the founder of the company, All in Sundry, which is a custom shoe brand. Mm-hmm. And At the time, he was super new. It was just the emergence of the idea. And I I said to him, I said, dude, I would love to work for you. I love this idea. Only, though, if you give me the opportunity to become your co-founder. He didn't. He he didn't know me. He he mm-hmm. just met me, you know. But we there was like so, some sort of a chemistry there. It was like mm-hmm. you know we our vision aligns, and I just felt that urge. I said, you know, let me ask him. What do, what's the worst thing that could happen? He could say no. And he said, I like your attitude. Let's see if that there's let's see if there's substance behind your words. And if it is, you you can join me as a co-founder. And. Mm-hmm. That was my ticket for New York. I became the co-founder. We sold the business. I met tons of tons of incredible people. I became a coach and a speaker. But if I'd never asked, I would never have been given. Yeah. And that's the thing is people, the people I think that don't ask them, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there will be people that agree with me and a lot of people that disagree with me. But, you know, you can make a comment and or you can reach out to me and tell me I was wrong. Um, but it comes from a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Um, and I'd rather go through life, you know, asking because who was it? I can't remember Bill Gates or, Steve Jobs is one of the big tech guys. But when he was like 12 years old and he tells the story that he got in the, in the phone book back before we had the internet and he found the guy that started Hewlett Packard, I do believe. And he said, hey, I'm looking, if you have any spare parts, I want to build something. And too technical for me. And the guy's like, I really like your, your, your vision you know, your tenacity. So he said, yeah. So he brought him all the parts and all stuff like that. And then that summer at, you know, 12, 13 years old, gave him an internship Mm. at the place to build the thing that he wanted to build, but on a mass scale. And then obviously he went on and if it's Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or, you know, let's just say they became highly successful. (laughs) Um, But they talk about the, just asking. Because I think more times than not, people want to 
provide an education or be able to teach someone, whether it's a life lesson or a business lesson, they want to teach someone. And if it's just one little nugget, they want to leave that behind because that's creating a legacy. Because I think the truly successful people in life that have achieved these huge dollar figures, they go, that's great. That's going to, you know, impact my family. That's going to impact my extended family. That's going to help the, the scholarships or the endowments I've put in place. But if I don't give anybody money, what am I going to leave behind? And some, you know, I don't know these people, so I'm not going to speak to their character, but I think when you're able to come to them in a sense of servitude to say, I want to be of service to you. And as we talked about earlier, exchanging the time or time tokens, you can, they're going to like, I'll give you an hour, um, but I'm going to ask that you do this. So there has to be an exchange there. And that's um, one of those things that I think for everybody, if you ask, they're, they're going to give you, they're going to teach you something. You know, I've never been in a place I didn't know and not been able to stop off at the side of the road before GPS and say, hey, where am I at? How do I get back to the interstate? I never once did I have people not point me in the right direction. And that's just a basic life lesson. If you're willing to ask, someone's going to point you in the right direction. But you got to be willing to take that path. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. You, you've been sharing a lot of wisdom with us, uh, Matt. Really appreciate everything so far. And I have one more question that I ask all my, um, all my guests. And I often get very interesting answers. And I'm curious. If you could spend an hour of your time with any person on this on this earth dead or alive Mm -hmm. who would it be and what would you talk about you know what um i had a similar question asked to me um but it's phrased differently and i'm gonna have a different answer um but dead or alive if i could speak with anyone and that had a a massive impact and it may just because he he's got a residence here in Atlanta, but it'd be Martin Luther King. Mm. And it's not what he did in the civil rights. I mean, I mean, I'm not discounting that at all. So please don't anyone discount what I'm saying about that man. But his compassion for other people and being able to meet people where they're at, no matter where they're at, and try to provide a point of elevation for each and every person he met i think just spending an hour with that could be monumental because a lot of people talk about it but i you know i think he probably had a bad day or two but i think more often than not he was there really looking to bring an impact not only for him but for those around him and it goes to a saying that i heard the other day it's you know wise men plant trees that they know they will never get to sit in the shade of. And I think that right there sums up the life of Martin Luther King. And I'd like to do that in my, my own right. You know, I'm planting seeds. I might be able to sit in, but you know, I really look at how big these trees could be like the redwoods out in California. Um, I'm never going to see the shade of that, but someone else will. 
And that's creating a legacy. That's creating generational wealth. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a beautiful answer. And that's the perfect note to, to end this, this conversation. You know, I, I really love what you just said about planting the seed and not knowing whether you're going to be able to sit in the, the shade of that tree. And it's not really that important. What's important is that you're planting the seeds, that you're having fun while you're doing the planting, that you're cultivating a sense of joy and that you're doing it with other people that you love elevating and they love see elevating together with you and that you are someone who is focused on helping others, serve, serving others. And I think that makes you not just, an, not just a very successful entrepreneur, but more importantly, a wholehearted human being. And that's what I appreciate a lot. Matt, tell us where can people find you? How, what's the best way to connect with you? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to say three things. So the first, you know, visit the website, uh, uh, prosense.com. So www.prosense.com. You can also find me um, and reach out to me personally via my email. And it's matt at prosense.com. Because um, I'd love to share an idea with you. Or I'd love to have you share an idea with me. Or let's just have a conversation. Um, and then last, if you're just looking to see all the crazy stuff that I'm doing um, and you want to engage with me further, uh, mattrusselmedia.com. Um, you, can, you can find everything about me. Um, I'm an open book yeah, because I feel that's a great place to be in life. So I appreciate the time, Mario. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show, Matt. Everybody, make sure that you connect with Matt. He's a, he's a wonderful human being and he's a genius when it comes to cultivating new ideas and then realizing them, putting them into actions until they become beautiful redwood trees. So with that, Matt, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is your host, Mario Ansarotti, the Freedom Architect, and I will see you on the next episode of The Self-Doubt Solution. Bye. Bye. Thank you.